This is Brian Panish from the legal podcast, Get in the Game. Hope you like what you're hearing. And remember, sharing is caring. Subscribe if you like it. Share with others. But don't forget, get in the game. Well, thanks for joining us today, guys. Today, we're here with Jason Leonard. Thanks for joining us, Jason, here on Get in the Game. Thanks for having me. Now, Jury Analyst has been working several years with your firm, Morgan & Morgan, of various offices from all over the country. And it seems that they call you a superhero because you can swoop in last minute and just close the deal. How do you feel about that reputation of yours? Well, I'm not sure who you've been talking to, but if, if that's what they say, I'm, I'm not going to argue with them, but I, I don't consider myself a superhero. I just We just get the job done here at Morgan & Morgan. Well, tell us a little, a little bit about your background. Um, I've been doing this for pushing 25 years now. I started out in the criminal world. I was doing a lot of criminal defense work, uh, federal, state, capital, everything in between. And uh, I had some friends working with Morgan & Morgan and was really interested in, in what they were doing even back then. And uh, I got in. And so I started uh, getting into the personal injury world. I mean, you've been called a superhero at Morgan & Morgan because you're able to jump into some trials and at the last minute, I mean, you win it. I mean, is that a typical scenario? Can you give us some examples? Um, well, before I take any credit, I think it's a firm culture. I think the older guys who've been doing this uh, do it because they love it. And there's a bunch of guys who are willing to do that and do it successfully. So I'm just a group of, a group of several. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it happens on a semi-regular basis that, you know, trials they don't know are going to go end up going or trials that weren't supposed to go end up going or people get double booked, et cetera. And so I'll get the call and I'll pack my gear and go to Miami or drive two three hours, uh, and jump in. And after you've done it a few times, it becomes, uh, second nature and what may sound insane or ludicrous to someone else just becomes part of the job so in terms of that but i've had um last week i went on a case that we uh we got liability against the defendant and that's what we were shooting for um and it was a complete upside down case there wasn't we didn't have a witness on our side and four or five against us or four against us excuse me don't want to exaggerate and uh we got it was a catastrophic injury and we were just getting trying to get it i came in on that case on the monday before trial tuesday and uh you know, those lawyers that had prepped it. And also for me, it's just studying, cramming for an exam yeah. and then uh, going out and doing what we do. Now, do you find it more difficult um, now versus pre-COVID? Um, yes, for a number of reasons. Uh, first and foremost is foremost. First and foremost, the judges do not, aren't as free with continuances or accommodating witnesses and parties. And so we're finding that um, we're getting jammed in. The cynic in me would say that that was intentional to try to get cases to resolve short of trial. But I, I have noticed that for sure that we are in a post-COVID period where there are directives from higher up to the judges to, to get these cases moved. So in that respect, it is much more difficult. The juries are also presenting now, I think, more difficulty than they did immediately post-COVID. And do you have any advice for up-and-coming attorneys that go to trial? We are what we do often. 
And so I, I like to say everyone's a trial lawyer up until about a week out. And I think that's what separates trial lawyers from other lawyers is that last week where the anxiety and the apprehensions and the fear of, am I going to be around? Am I going to be able to ride this bike again? And once you get in, you realize that's just going to happen. And after 25 years, that still happens that, you know, how am I going to do this? And I think for them is just to face that fear. And once you overcome it a few times, you're still going to have them. It's just, you're going to know that you can overcome them. Yeah, it, ta it takes a certain type of person and a certain set of nerves to be able to do what you do, and you do it well, so. Well, well thank you. I think it filters itself out. Uh, the people who are meant to do it end up doing it, and the people who don't, aren't meant to do it, do something else, and that's just the way of the world, and there's nothing wrong with that. Just for fun, what are some of your favorite TV shows that involve jury cases? I, I'm going to have to really give you a terrible answer because when I go home and watch TV, I watch treasure shows. I watch oh, okay. things that are completely vapid in terms of uh, any kind of intellectual engagement. And uh, I don't watch any law shows unless, and there's a caveat, if it's preposterous or silly, i.e. I'm dating myself here because I'm an old man here. Uh, Ali McBeal, for instance, would be a, an example of a show, something that's just or even bull. OK, the jury selection guy show like it's so preposterous that, you know, it it couldn't happen that way. And so then it's fine. But if I'm watching any sort of show that's torn to purport reality, I, I just it, it just adds to my stress level. So I'd rather go see if they find the treasure on Oak Island after the 11th year of not finding anything in this game. I am absolutely open to everything and i'm 53 i've been doing this for like i said 25 years so i'm kind of different for being old and still using a lot of technology uh to assist presentation and and all of that and anything i can get for jurors is absolutely i think the way of the future we just have to you know be able to accommodate it within a trial uh, for parameter now, the last case I believe that you won, was that the slip and fall case? Well, that was, that, I won that one. I've won a few since then. Um, okay. but, but yes, uh, I had reached out to a jury analyst and uh, was impressed with, with what, we, what we were able to do and look for, uh, especially in a jurisdiction like mine, which is overtly and, 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 and uh, over-the-top conservative. I remember we, I think we pulled three counties and we went to adjacent counties to try to get a mixture. Um, we ended up getting a, a medium panel to choose from. In Lee County, there are very few seven-figure verdicts uh, on people who are still alive. And I also remember thinking y'all were crazy, okay? We went through it. And uh, it, it worked out very well. And it was very valuable information in terms of what to look for. That is not the typical, you know, where do you get your news kind of nonsense. You know, it was, uh, it was a lot more in depth and, and, and we could frame questions to that. It was a resounding success. Um, and we, uh, we attained a very favorable verdict uh, for my client, a verdict that was very close to the numbers put forth by jury analysts ahead of time, which, if I may add, in this jurisdiction, were 
kind of shocking. So do you feel that, you know, artificial intelligence going into the jury selection is relative nowadays? How do you feel the future of this is going? I hope it keeps going. I think it's starting and it's nascent and it's development but i hope that like everything else if if we're going to use data and everything i think we can use it effectively um especially with social media and all of that i think we could really use it effectively and i'm looking forward to seeing what happens i'm very uh tech forward in my presentation i use 3d timelines i use you know trial pad suites i use now jury analysts and things like that uh, i handle my general caseload but i do a lot of trial work for for the firm and i i try cases with uh, younger lawyers who've worked up the cases and need some guidance or need a, a psychic security blanket in the courtroom and uh we're, we're we're getting everybody up to speed so we can have an army of trial lawyers ready to help people let me ask you a question. What advice do you have for up and coming attorneys using artificial intelligence, using being a little more tech savvy versus kind of the old school attorneys that are maybe against it? Do you have advice for the up and coming ones? I'm not sure they need advice, but if I was going to give advice, it would be simply to use as much as you can. Obviously, you have to learn how to participate in the courtroom. You have to learn all of that. But once you learn that, technology is an absolute adjunct to try effective trial work. And I don't find, I find their reticence to use technology is not because of the technology. It's because of the lack of the trial skills. So I think once they develop their trial skills, they will seek out uh, technology because I have found it and I'm an old dog and uh, I've learned a couple new tricks and I think people seek out the technology once they do it because they realize it makes their life so much easier. Our entire firm has changed from the traditional model into a tech-driven model, and we are absolutely uh, lit uh, litigation and trial focused. We're not we're not here to to take the last best offer. We are now trying to force the hand and get the best offers we can. So I mean, uh, we do that on a daily basis. I met with eight or nine lawyers today who have less than five years experience, who are just itching to get into the courtroom because they're seeing the results they're getting before they even get to the courtroom because of the threat of it. Yeah, we, we, we've grown, we're, off, we're approaching a thousand lawyers and our focus has completely changed in the last five years. We're also using data and we're using numbers and we're using systems to ensure that while we're factory sized, we're still boutique in our focus in our resources and use utilization of resources for trial work. I would just like to know how Jason sees the future of litigation. The future of that's an interesting question. Um, I think it's, it's, it's still enough of an art rather than science that the actual, and when we say litigation, I think we're really talking more about trial work because I think a lot of it will be computer, digital, paper-driven, to, to that point but in terms of trial work i still think at some point it's people with people mm -hmm. and technology will be what the futurists envisioned the assistant to the director rather than the director itself and so i hope ai slows down a little bit in this one arena and the humans can still control the show i think exactly in the courtroom we rely on compelling evidence often rooted in the detail work of scientists that's why I'm introducing Science of Justice.
This podcast by Jury Analyst isn't just legal chatter. It's a deep dive into law and science using real science, real data, and real time. The team at Science of Justice stands for integrity. They break down complex scientific principles to serve those wronged or injured, making it accessible for lawyers and other justice seekers. So now, let's really up your game and embrace some real evidence. Say goodbye to following the herd and start practicing law based on facts. You got to check out now the Science of Justice podcast.